Welcome to Beyond the Numbers, where Weaver professionals talk business and accounting. We'll explore a wide variety of topics from tax law and accounting standard changes to managing cyber, fraud, financial, and operational risks. What do these issues mean to your business? Join us as we go Beyond the Numbers to find out. Welcome to Weaver's Beyond the Numbers real estate podcast. I'm Rob Nowak, real estate industry tax partner with Weaver. As always, I'm joined by my partner and sometimes collaborator, Howard Altschuler. Howard is Weaver's partner in charge of real estate services for Weaver. This podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes. Nothing said here constitutes professional advice. Do you have a question? Call your accountant or more importantly, call Weaver. You can go to weaver.com to find all our content, white papers, live casts, and more. That's weaver.com. Howard, how are we doing today? doing good. You know, um, here we are in June. Um, A couple of weeks ago with the CDC orders and everything going on COVID-wise, our firm lifted its mask mandate, at least here in our Texas offices. And um, that was quite a happy day. Felt a lot of freedom. Felt like, um, you know, going to Disney to celebrate. Oh, wait, (laughs) you just got back from Disney. Uh, How was it? Tell me me what you saw out there. So it it was interesting. Um, You know, a lot of the, the parks are doing things that I think are ultimately going to translate into some broader applications in commercial real estate, right? We always want to relate things back to commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. And it's things like contactless entry points, um, contactless room access, uh, you know, meal payment, um, you know, things like that made me wonder as we were standing in line for some of the park attractions, how will some of this translate into a CRE context? Um, how will we make buildings smarter? How will they make them more responsive to us as individual tenants or users of the property? So maybe we can spend a couple of minutes just talking about that. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I agree that some of the innovations that have been um, coming out over the last couple of months, or I should say the last year, are probably going to be here to stay. Um, whether it's, you know, respect to COVID and people's willingness to get back to the office or out and about, or really just, you know, efficiencies in, in making things work. And so, like we were mentioning before, I mean, first things first, when you walk into the building, what's the first thing you have to do? Well, you got to key yourself up to the elevator. You have to push exactly. a button. Right. And, and so is it going to get to a point where maybe you don't even need to do that anymore? Right. Well, and and I I agree. Is it going to be, you know, do you have an app somewhere on your phone that, hey, when I'm pulling into the parking garage, I know I'm going to be in in, you know, 30 seconds. I want to key up the elevator. Or as I'm approaching the elevator, I'm going to hit a button on my app and it's going to key me up to my floor. You know, when you think about it, you have to dig into your pocket to get something sometimes, whether it's, you know, a credit card to pay or your key card to get you up to the elevator, but what do you normally have at the ready in your back pocket all the time chambered up and ready to go? You have your phone, mm-hmm. right? That's why I think this contactless payment where you can just touch your phone to a reader is going to be one of these things that sticks around. I don't have to dig into my pocket, pull out my credit card, put it down, risk leaving my credit card behind. I mean, how many times have you let, left your credit card behind somewhere? Probably. I usually don't. I, I, okay, but it, it my does wife happen. does once in a while. It does happen. <laughs> right. How many times do you lose your phone? Probably not as Never. often because that's yeah. always in your hand and it and it's at the ready. And I think that that same translation into what you described as perhaps you know an, an app that is going to enable us to control systems that help us access our tenant suite are going to carry over. And that's not a COVID thing. I think it's just a convenience thing in the long run. Well, I mean, and it's already out there. I mean, we have Apple Pay 
or right. iPhone Pay, I guess, or right. Phone Pay, I should say, for Android users. Um, a lot of hotels have the room keys where they're they're hooked up to the phone. So things like that have already started. It's just a matter of you don't necessarily see it that much in office buildings and so on. And let's take it a step further. It could get to a point where you know you combine that with biometrics, mm-hmm. and instead of pulling out your key card to get into your office. Um, it has a quick reader that can scan your, you know, do facial recognition scan and right. whoosh, open the door for you, kind of like in, in, you know, outer space movies. Right. Um, and that's even more secure because you don't run the risk of someone getting a key card stolen or lifted. Right. Um, and someone else accessing your space. Well, and you could even, let's say it's not some sort of face, facial recognition, um, but, you know, you have Bluetooth enabled on your phone. There's an app on your phone that's communicating with a system as you access your suite. Mm-hmm. It automatically senses that that device is is entering an area that it's allowed to be in, and you're entering that area, um, and it opens the door for you. Uh, that's probably something that could happen, I have to think, with, you know, relative ease. Agree. Agree. So, we're, so we're talking about access. We're talking about being able to get into the building, use the elevators. What are some other areas where you think that there might be some, you know, innovations that have come up? Or maybe let's maybe not so much innovations, but let's talk trends. Um, you know, we've gone a whole year now with or a year plus with work from home. I mm-hmm. think we've seen the pendulum go from, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread to maybe not. <laughs> and so <laughs> wh- where, where do you think it's, it, it is right now and where do you think it's going to end up? Well, I was having a conversation with somebody recently who was dead set. I want to work from home indefinitely. Okay. Not, not one of our people, just a friend of mine on the mm-hmm. outside. He loved being at home, loved having the freedom, went back to work about two weeks ago. And it's amazing. The pendulum switched, <laughs> flipped the other ways. Hey, I can't imagine being at home again. I love being around my coworkers. I can't believe how much I missed everyone. You know, so there's, there's these two extremes that you know, we seem to be wrestling with either, you know, it's, it's the death of commercial office space, or everyone's going to want to rush back into the office. I personally still think we're going to see things a little bit in the middle, you know, maybe on Monday when traffic is bad, um, I'm going to want to work from home. I'll come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I want to work from home a half a day on Friday, just to give myself some flexibility toward the back half of my day. Personally, that's where I think things trend to. We're still social creatures and social beings. We form groups, we form relationships and social circles, and we want to be part of those social circles. To completely cut that off is, I think, going to be very tough for us just from an innate standpoint. No, and that totally makes sense. I, I'm in the same boat. It's I've been in the office now probably three, four days a week, and uh, I, don't, I don't see myself going back to being at home more often. Although, you know, there are some conveniences to being at home and getting some things done. So it'll be more of the occasional treat uh, than necessarily the, the norm. I also could see, you know, you talk about traffic and, you know, traffic hasn't been bad for a year. And now that we're in the summertime, traffic is usually a little better. So the fall things will pick back up traffic wise. I could see people maybe being a little bit more flexibility in time. So instead of saying, I'm going to work from home, you know, Monday and Friday and going to the office on, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it might be a matter of I'm going to work from home every day from seven to nine and then go into the office from 10 to three. Right. And then work at home in the evening. So I don't have to deal with traffic. I could see, I could see myself doing something like that. And that yeah. may be something you see more of as well. And I don't think that issue really sorts itself out until uh, folks with school age kids have those kids back in school. So in the fall, you know, after Labor Day, that's sort of the you know, traditional end of summer, so to speak, 
I think that's when we're going to start to see folks get back into a normal cadence and what we would call you know a normal schedule where maybe they are you know working in you know an eight to four you know a typical nine to five. It's probably when we see the traffic pop back up too. Because I agree with you. Summertime, folks are on vacation, kids are out of school. Uh, traffic is a little bit better. So the other thing that I'm going to be interested to see, we haven't really seen it much here at our office because, you know, we have a lot of people who are still working from home. We have a lot of auditors, especially on my floor, who aren't in the office, but um, we haven't had a need for anything substantial from a social distancing standpoint, just because of the fact that we aren't really full at capacity mm -hmm. yet. Um, on your in your world on the tax side, probably a little bit more people sitting in the office. And so have you seen anything different? And are you anticipating, you know, where do you think we're going to end up from a social distancing within the office perspective? Well, you know what? We've talked about this on other podcasts, what the trends in office architecture were and just office space planning, you know, where we had folks sitting, you know, closer together at one point in time. And I'm talking, you know, you kind of take the, the 70s type bullpens offices, you know, open space, but and folks are sort of, you know, tied together. That in the 80s and 90s became, hey, I want to have my own space. And now we're back again to this open floor plan concept. I think with, with that open floor plan, what we're starting to see and what we'll continue to see is, is folks putting a little bit of separation between themselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a good thing. Not pandemic related, but just, you know what, I want a little bit of space. I'm having a conversation with somebody. I don't want to have to muffle my voice on the phone. I don't want to feel like I am disturbing somebody because I'm having, you know, an appropriate work-related discussion, but I am having a normal, you know, normal discussion at a normal voice level. I don't want to disturb somebody who's sitting, you know, literally elbow next to me. So I, I think we start to see folks spread out a little bit. And that's just one of those hangovers from the pandemic that becomes a good business practice, not necessarily a health or hygiene related practice. All right. Well, it looks like we're running out of time. So I'm going to let you close us up. But before I do, um, just keep in mind, our next two podcasts um, are going to be property tax and reference rate reform. Great. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Remember, visit Weaver.com to download this episode. You can also find us on Spotify and iTunes. Help the show grow. Please like and follow us both on LinkedIn. And for more thought leadership podcasts, livecasts, go to Weaver.com. That's Weaver.com. Thanks. Thank you.